With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, has their fast, free shipping, free road house protection, convenient installation options, and their selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated BF Goodrich All-Terrain TA-KO2. But did you know they sell other automotive products as well? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, just go to TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the City of Angels. Hope you're having just the greatest day ever. Doesn't get much better than this year, a sports fan, right? I mean, we could throw in a little football, but we got hoop, hoop, and more hoop. Plus, we got day baseball, NLCS Game 4, ALCS Game 4. And if you didn't like the acquisition of Roberto Osuna... That's all right. Karma jumped up and bit him with a Jackie Bradley Jr. Grand Slam last night after he hit two other socks imploding before our eyes. Uh, The Warriors are good. The Celtics are good. The Sixers have some work to do as well as some health to get. And the Thunder have some work to do, but they got to get healthy. I I still like that Thunder team. I think they're going to be very competitive in the West. Wouldn't stun me if they end up being the second best team in the West, whatever their uh, record is, as they wait for Russell Westbrook to get back healthy. I want to talk about Manny Machado, what he said, what he did, how much of what he did last night is his fault, how much of it is the fault of the first baseman didn't pull his foot. 
And oh yeah, by the way, how do you go to the pen? It's not it's not like they just played a 13 inning game. They played a 13 inning game which ended locally like what like 11:30, 11:30, and they have a two o'clock start time. And and while it's well, it's all hands on deck. That was the most important game in any series in the playoffs. Because now if you're the Dodgers, all right, you can lose today. You can survive today. But if you're the Brewers, you absolutely cannot. And how much can you go to the pen? And both bullpens were incredible. And then, you know, the the way in which everything happens. Manny Machado nearly picked off second base. And if he's not even at second base or picked off, the throw is right at second base. He gets to second base on a not even a pass ball, just a curveball in the dirt that gets away from the catcher. If not from that, he doesn't score. And if the throw, the pickoff, you know, when they try to pick him off at second, they get him. He obviously doesn't score inning over. Uh, it's uh, October 17th, by the way. The Miami Dolphins are going to start Brock Osweiler again. Josh Allen will sit because of an elbow injury. And no, Nathan Peterman won't be thrown to the Wolves. Nathan pick six Peterman will not be thrown out there. Instead, it'll be Derek Anderson. We got football to talk about. We got NBA basketball to talk about. It does feel like the Markel Foltz thing. It's not a story that's going to end great. Especially considering how good Jason Tatum is. And how much he struggled last night. But uh, I want to get to LeBron, to, to Kevin Durant. The Kevin Durant thing is fascinating. I started yesterday with the idea of, hey, we don't know. And anybody who says they know doesn't really know. You know? Because Kevin Durant still has now 81 games plus a postseason to play. And the simple pitch for the Golden State Warriors who moved to San Francisco next year is, dude, you won three in a row? So did Jordan. What if you won four? What if you won five? Remember that LeBron James in Miami? Not one, not two, not three, not four, not five. That could actually be you if you stay. There's a lot of other moving parts. Do they re-sign Clay? Will he take anything less than the max? Draymond Green, who struggled last night, looked like he was injured, bunch of turnovers, couldn't hit a shot. What's his value on the open market? There's a lot of moving parts out there. And because we haven't played a season, we haven't even played a practice with DeMarcus Cousins, nobody has any idea what the Warriors are going to look like or maybe more importantly, feel like, right? Because this is about feelings. Because if it was about facts, not feelings, the facts are dude got buckets. He won two finals MVP and two NBA championships in a row. If you win a third one, based upon facts alone, you would never leave. They can pay you more money to stay, and you're almost guaranteed to at least be competitive in the Western Conference Finals and more likely win the thing for several years to come, injury notwithstanding. So we don't know how KD will feel eight months from now. Speculating is super dangerous. That was until his brother hops on Instagram and says 81 more games before we out of here. Right? That was before his brother. 
And I get it. There's been lots of brothers who, you know, from Roger Clinton to Eli Manning is not Peyton Manning. You know, pick the, there's always been a stray brother who will say something that speak completely out of turn. Lonzo Ball has a dad. Kevin Durant has a brother who takes to Instagram and says 81 more. We're going to collect him and get up out of here. But instead of talking about the Warriors, instead of talking about, as I have predicted and discussed ad nauseum here in the offseason, I think Durant's going to go for the gusto and try and win a final, try and win a regular season MVP. Instead of discussing his, uh, his utter and sheer dominance, even when he can't make a three last night, his unguardability. What are we talking about? We're talking about an Instagram post, which he has not commented on, which leads us all to believe he is, in fact, going to leave Golden State. And last year, this time, everybody said LeBron was gone, and there were enough signs to believe that he would be gone. And yes, yesterday, yesterday I said Paul George, everybody thought Paul George wanted out of Oklahoma City, but you didn't see anybody in his family tweeting about where he was going to play. Has any one family done more harm to them to, to their brand than the Durants on social media? And you could sit there and say the, the president, but the fact is that not for social media, president doesn't get elected. And instead of simply celebrating the, uh, the rings, celebrating the win, looking forward to competing for another one, this is what we're talking about. It's like the Durant family can't stay off social media, can't say the right thing, can't, can't just figure out a way to tighten things up. And whatever happens in eight months, happens in eight months. Now the Warriors, no matter what is said, no matter what Kevin Durant comes out and says, we want to believe that KD will leave because well, he left the Thunder before. Why wouldn't he leave for New York? Rich Klein and his business partners in New York who hasn't been, every NBA player has been wanting to have their own franchise. And if you can be the guy to fix the Knicks, uh, you can kill it, not just on the court, but off the court as well. And the Eastern Conference seems like outside of the Celtics, it'll remain unclaimed. I thought all of this was dangerous speculation. And I don't love the idea that I'm taking his brother's word for it. But right now I'm taking his brother's word for it. You win a championship, you celebrate the right way, you get these, do you guys like the rings that are like two-piece decoder rings? I don't really get that. You guys see the rings that they can kind of come off and then there's more labeling and inscription on the inside? Like, I don't really, it, it, it feels like the world's greatest Cracker Jack box ring. That's what it feels like. Like, if Cracker Jack boxes were sold in Dubai, this is what would come out of them. But whatever, you win two championships, you can put on a championship belt buckle on your finger if you want. Instead of discussing that or the, uh, the, the troll job by the NBA putting Russell Westbrook, having to have Russell Westbrook watch Kevin Durant get his second ring since leaving. That's an NBA troll job of epic proportions. That's your wife leaving you 
and you going to not just watch the wet, not just to the wedding, but the consummation of the marriage. Wait, what? Russell's got to sit there while they all have their rings. But instead of talking about that, the brother tweets, uh, the brother uh, puts a message on Kevin Durant's Instagram page that leads all of us to believe that the truth is KD is just going to play 81 more in playoffs and get up on out of there. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Jimmy Butler, Odell Beckham Jr., Manny Machado. You know, you guys make a lot of really interesting points. And you guys are really honest. And there's a term. It's called honest to a fault. And you've all had your faults. Odell Beckham Jr. didn't say anything which he didn't believe to be and probably is true. It isn't true, right? Like, if Odell Beckham Jr. feels like they weren't playing that hard or didn't have that much heart, obviously we can all see that Eli Manning wasn't won't throw the ball downfield. And by not not saying anything for a short period of time when they had a when he was asked about a quarterback issue tells you they have a quarterback issue. But dude, when things are going bad, we don't need you pointing out things are going bad because we're all supposed to be pulling in the same direction. Jimmy Butler pointing out that Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns don't have his toughness, don't have his tenacity on the defensive side of the ball. Dude, you're not wrong. And you're probably right in terms of the Timberwolves not being able to win without you. But some things are better left unsaid. And Manny Machado saying, you know, uh, I'm not being Johnny Hustle, which I, I don't know which one I'm more mortified by. The fact that he didn't know it was Charlie Hustle, not Johnny Hustle. Or the fact that he said, um, that's not really my thing. Not my thing. This is like my kids saying, dad, vegetables aren't my thing. Well, neither is cancer or obesity. So let's eat the vegetables. That's the way we look at it. There's a thing called being honest to a fault, and all three have been honest to a fault. We, we do, we want to hear the truth, but sometimes people you work with don't want to hear the truth. And oh yeah, by the way, when you're in a contract year and you're Manny Machado, no matter how well you're producing in the games, like one of the things that we want out of a two or three hundred million dollar player is Mike Trout. If you've been to a major league baseball game that Mike Trout plays in, what you're blown away by is not just how big he is, that's a big dude, how athletic he is, but also how hard it looks like he plays. He can ground out to shortstop and not run at full speed, but it makes you think that he's still running. You're like, yeah, that's how it's supposed to look. So Manny can say, like, look, I'm not one of these guys that's going to sprint full speed when I know the only way I get on on first base is if there's just a terrible throw or a non-catch. But um, just because you don't sprint doesn't mean you loaf. 
And whatever you do, you don't say, hey, I'm not really into that. Yeah, that old hustle thing, not really into that. That's not really exactly how it works. It's actually the opposite of the way it works. And while, while I don't want a phony, it's, this is not that hard. You know what? I got to do a better job running. It's on me. I got to do a better job running. It looks bad. I want to be a leader. I want to be someone that guys respect. He admitted it looked bad, but he also said, like, not really my thing. Yeah, well, it's not anybody's thing. But you do it, one, in case there's a bobble or in case there's a bad throw, and two, because of what it represents. Because of what it represents. How you dress, how you act, how you carry yourself, how you warm up, who you sit with. Like, does it really matter where you sit on a bench? No, but how it looks, are you attentive? Doesn't really, really matter. You could be on your phone when you're sitting there on the bench while the game's being played, and you could get up and still hit a home run. I know it's illegal in Major League Baseball, but I'm just saying you could. Doesn't really affect your play. You could. But you don't because of how it looks. You know, we're very fortunate here at Fox Sports Radio. We have a very, very lenient dress code policy. But when somebody important is coming in, you throw on a pair of pants and a button-down shirt or a polo shirt. Why? Because how it looks. And Manny Machado, he knew it didn't look good, and then he admitted it didn't look good and said, eh, I'm not really into it. And I'm not really into shaving. I hate shaving. But I do it. Why? Well, because how it looks on TV and it, 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 it points out like a, the TV is important. How you look is important and your skin will look better if it's cleanly shaven. I was in the Dolphins front offices and met with some of the people from the Broncos, from the Bears front offices. And I told you guys this yesterday or the last two days. And I mean, it, it's completely true. Both of those franchises feel like they have a really, really good group of guys. Really, really good camaraderie. And a big reason why they don't have Jay Cutler. Why? Because Jay Cutler, it wasn't just that he didn't care. He told people he didn't care. He said caring or acting like I'm caring essentially is not my thing. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. He's a seven-time All-Star, four-time Silver Slugger. Joined us when he joined the Rockies organization earlier this year, played in the playoffs with the Rockies. He's Matt Holiday on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, I know by now you've heard what Manny Machado had to say. Major League Baseball has fined him for what he did at first base, but when you hear a guy who's about to sign a huge free agent contract saying, yeah, the whole hustle down the first base thing, it's really, really not my thing. What's your reaction? Uh, I, don't, I don't like it. I mean, I don't, I don't like that, that you say that. I mean, I think that guys that play every day and your superstar players, I think that there is a margin for if you hit a routine ground ball to second base, if you're not going to run 100%. I don't think there's any reason that a guy can't run 80%, 85% every time, no matter what the situation and particularly in the playoffs, 
you can go 100 percent you only you only ask to be run you know four times there's plenty of off days uh i i don't i don't i don't like i mean i like manny but i don't like that that's that's his attitude towards hustle and then towards you know what he what's expected of the best you know ultimately he's probably the best player on every team he's going to be on or in the top two or three i think as the best player i think you set an example for the other guys and and you make it really hard on a manager if you're not going hard all the time on what he's supposed to do when when other guys aren't going hard all the time so i i, I don't like that in a lot of different ways all right so what is it uh what does it do to his value right like does that does that keep a team from wanting to be in business i mean for example Didi Gregorius, who they say he's not going to miss a game, but he's going to have Tommy John surgery. There's the Yankees out there, the chance of him re-signing with the Dodgers. Uh, what does it do to his value when uh, all those things, it, it becomes really hard to discipline other guys when you don't have your own personal discipline, you're going to be the highest paid player on the team. You know, I don't know how much it affects his value. Uh, I think that got, people tend to overlook things like that when you hit 300 with 40 homers or whatever 35 40 homers and and you're you know playing gold glove defense at, at third base or, or, or shortstop wherever he ends up playing I think I think there's plenty of, of, of teams that will are willing to overlook that but uh, I, I think it, I think there's some GMs that probably that they probably take notice of that and they probably say um, you know that they don't like that. I think that's that's something that he will have to address when he meets with teams. Um, how how you know he, he feel really feels about that and and how he would handle certain situations. Um, so I, I definitely think that that's that, that's a, a blip on the radar for for teams that are interested in signing him. Now, ultimately, will that cost him very much money? I, I, I probably not. Uh, what about what about what happened at first base last night? You know, I think that you know, it was a routine play. He had plenty of time. I, I thought that his foot was too far in the middle of the base from a first baseman standpoint, but there's no reason to, to clip a first baseman or step on his foot in a play that's, that's not close. Like, he's not running as fast as he can, sort of an all-out, uh, got to get to first, and it was it, it, as an accident that, that can happen if a first baseman's trying to get to the base and his foot gets too too much in the middle of the base and the runner's you know, just trying to do everything he can to beat out the throw. I could see something like that happening where it was an accident, but to me that was, was pretty flagrant and, and pretty much, uh, you know, you don't see that. I, in fact, I, I don't think I've ever seen that in the major leagues where a runner's sort of gone out of his way to, to step on a, a, a first baseman's ankle in a play that's not close uh, to first. You know, there wasn't even a play. It was a routine grounder. So why would he do it? I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess he's on edge. I don't know. You know, he... They called him uh, when he tried to call time, and then the pitch was delivered, and the, and the umpire didn't give him time out. And um, he's he's been on edge to me. It looks like he's he's emotionally a little bit uh, you know out of sorts. He's usually calm, cool, and collected. But you know he's had he's had things happen during his career where uh, you know he's, he's done some things that have, have caused uh, you know some some bench clearing issues before. So, uh, so I, I, it just looks to me like sometimes his emotions get the best of him, and. and um, and that he seems to be, like I said, playing on on edge a little bit, and, and uh, I, I don't know, maybe that maybe he just lost his mind for a minute. That can happen to us. Matt Holiday joining us, seven time All Star, four time Silver Slugger. It's Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. So now, all of a sudden, the advantage goes completely in the favor of the Dodgers because they survived that thirteen inning affair, and Manny Machado does come through with the game winning run after a huge hit in, in in the thirteenth, and they turn to Clayton Kershaw, who 
is not the Clayton Kershaw that you used to face when you were with the St. Louis Cardinals, and he wasn't very effective his first time out against Milwaukee. Why is Kershaw so different? Is it just what used to be 96-97 is now 93? It's that it's simply that simple? I, I think that that's a big part of it. I, I think that when you, when you, when you have to honor uh, mid-upper uh, 90s fastball, um, with high spin rate, which you know, I don't know if people know, but the ball plays fast. He pitches up in the zone. He used to be able to pound right-hand hitters with 95, uh, you know, up and in, and and now you know some of his fastballs are even down to the 90, 91 range. Uh, you just don't have to be quite as uh, conscious in and play. You know, you don't have to in your mind be as ready for the the high nine, mid 90 fastball. That, that would make you so far out in front of his curveball and, 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 you know, swinging over the top of his slider. Uh, so I, I think he's a, he's a different style pitcher. It's more of a cutter, you know, when the ball in, uh, inside. And, and uh, it just it looks a little bit different than it has in the past. And, and that doesn't mean he can't get out. Obviously, he still had a really good season. And, but I, I think uh, whether, I, you know, I, I don't know why his velocity is down. I don't know if it's, it's this accumulation of, of all these innings or – or if he's, you know, had a soreness or his back or whatever it is. But, um, you know, when the, when the velocity comes down, typically the spin comes down on the slider and and the curveball enough. I don't think he throws enough curveballs. Uh, you know, he's mostly fastball slider, you know, to righties. But um, I, I don't know. I don't know what, what – to me, the at-bat is not quite as difficult as it used to be. Matt Holiday joining us in the Doug Gottlieb Show. Let's go over to the other side. Um, uh, you know, a league you played in going back to last year. Red Sox taking on the Astros, and they got to they got to Joe Smith, which gave him a lead, and and then all of a sudden Roberto Asuna completely blew up. Um, the Red Sox turn to Rick Porcello, who's not what he used to be, against Charlie Morton. How much does the series change because Boston got back home field advantage last night? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a it's a real. This is a really, uh, I think, pressure packed game for Houston tonight. I mean, I, I think this is a huge game. I mean, it's 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 going to be. Yeah, I think that all of a sudden, a lot of the pressure goes back onto them, which I, I think experience. Obviously, last year they had they had plenty of, of pressure and, and and experience in playing in, in very intense games that that they had to have. So, but I, I do think that the the, the series kind of took a big shift last night. Yep. And uh, and I think Morton, you know, he's got that experience, and he's he's really good. I mean, if he's if his his stuff, you know, I don't know how he is physically, but when his stuff is is on, he's going to be very difficult to hit, especially in that ballpark. Um, and and so I I think the Astros win tonight if I had to if I had to bet. Um, but you know, I I these this game right here is is huge for Houston. Hey, I got I got like thirty seconds. Uh, this guy Kyle McLaughlin apparently was sitting in the. In the photog well, and they, they're accusing him of stealing information. How valuable is information if you can sit close to the other team's dugout? You know, I don't know what he was trying to get. I mean, everybody's trying to steal everybody's signs now, and everybody's trying to figure out what sign they're using when runners are on second base to relay signs to the hitter. I mean, there's a lot more of that going on right now than, than ever before, as far as I've, what I've noticed. So I think teams are trying i don't know what they're trying to you know what he was trying to steal or supposedly he was seeing if they were stealing checking you to see if you're checking me type of deal yep. but um i i don't know i, I guess 
there's an advantage if you can tell the hitter what's coming. Matt, thanks so much. Matt Holiday joining us in the dugout. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Here's John Gruden talking about the current state of the L.A. Raiders. I'll say this, we're not tanking anything. You know, I hear the hatred out there, some of the rumors that we're tanking it to get a first-round pick or a higher pick. You know, we're not getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning to tank it. Ain't nobody tanking it. And I don't know who wrote that or who said that, who thinks that, but that ain't the case here. You know, we're going to continue to work hard, continue to build our team, and um, that was that was part of the message. Uh, yeah, that's part of the message. We just actually suck. We're not trying to suck. <laughs> like, yeah, like people, we like John Gruden so much that we're willing to – we're willing to be like, no, you know what? They he wanted to be bad. All right? No, no, no. We know John, John, John. There's no way John Gruden's team could be this bad. He wants to be this bad. Like, no, we're actually trying to be good. Like, oh, really? Because you're doing a terrible job at it. If you're trying to be bad, you're doing awesome. If you're trying to be good, you're doing bad. Because your team's not good. And your team appears to be getting worse. Right. But we do know this about Tank Club. What's the first rule of Tank Club? What's the first rule of Tank Club? Right, music? Don't talk about Tank Club. What's the second rule of Tank Club? Do not talk about Tank Club. Thank you very much. All right. Mark Cuban's like, yeah, sure, we're trying to lose games all of a sudden. Fine. I, I, I don't believe, and this is a lot like Cuban. Or a lot like the Memphis Grizzlies last year. I don't believe that was his primary objective. That wasn't his plan A. Plan A was, I'm going to come in. I'm going to do my Chucky faces. I'm going to bring in some veteran guys. Okay? And we're going to survive. And you never know. Broncos stink. Vance Joseph's going to get fired. Kansas City's got a young quarterback. We'll just kind of survive. The Chargers are the Chargers. They'll... They'll find a way to kick a field goal to the wrong end zone. And maybe we'll just sneak into the playoffs. And then long-term, we'll fix things. Yeah, that wasn't at all what took place. Here's former general manager Michael Lombardi on the show Monday in regards to the Raiders. I think a lot of what his decision came down to, besides the fact that he got $100 million for 10 years, was the fact that he thought he had a legitimate franchise quarterback in Derek Carr. And I think after being in the organization for nine months or ten months, I think that realization is different now. Yep. And I think that he's got to sit there and look at, really, what does he have? Here's where the key part comes in. You can talk all you want about the Raiders rebuilding, but when you have a franchise quarterback, you never rebuild, you repair. Hmm. And they're talking rebuilding, which so, tells so- you all you need to know. So the idea is this. He came in thinking, I like Derek Carr. He's a football player, right? I like Derek Carr. That's what he came in believing. I can build around Derek Carr, and we're going to have to build an entire defense, not just Khalil Mack. All the other pieces, all the other holes that, that's missing, we're going to find a way to fix. But what, uh, what he found was what I've said, which is Derek Carr isn't that good. He's just not. He has not been good enough to get it done. And so, 
Just like the Mavericks last year when they started to have injuries, they went to Tank Club. Just like the Memphis Grizzlies when Mike Conley got hurt, they went to Tank Club. Hey, we're not we're not coming in at four in the morning to try and tank. No, you're trying to get some of your younger parts better, but it ain't exactly killing you that you're losing games. It's killing you that people are talking bad about you, not that you're losing games. Right. The thing about tanking is the players aren't trying to lose. You just you just play younger players, and you can't win with younger players. Right. Step one of tanking was get getting rid of Khalil Mack. Two first-round picks over the next two years. That's what they'll have. They'll have their pick, which appears to be a good one. The Bears' pick's not as good as of now as they would have thought. And, and they will have two picks the following year. So that's step one. Plus they have salary cap, which they spent a bunch this year, but a lot of short-term veteran deals because they want to put themselves in the market as it gets a chance to check out the business for a year. Kick the tires. Remember, he's got a 10-year contract. I mean, like they don't have the money to fire him early, but even if they did, like, okay. He's doing the trust the process thing. John Gruden's been laying out watching other people do it in the NFL, but he's also been watching what happened in Philadelphia, what happened in Houston in baseball, and thinking the Jets, they were tanking last year and they did a terrible job of it and won five games and had to trade up. What if we do a great job of it? We do such a good job that no one actually knows we're tanking and claim we're not. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Let's welcome in Vance McDonald, who uh, the, I, I don't know whether he's more he's he's more popular for his stiff arm or for what he did to Vontez, or for the fact that uh, he what he did, he did to Vontez perfect. Um, Vance McDonald joins us on the Doug Gottlieb show on Fox sports radio. Are you more popular in the city or in your locker room right now? <laughs> uh, man, it's just, it's just fun anywhere you are right now in Pittsburgh. Um, you know, to head into the bye week we got high spirits, kind of what we've done and handled ourselves the last two weeks. It's just, uh, we got it rolling right now and we're just excited to keep that momentum, man. This is look. this is not your first year with the Steelers. So, you know, how good that rivalry is, but it's it's different when Cincinnati is actually legitimately good. Last year they weren't good; it was they were banged up. How, how, you know, look, you played in San Francisco, so you go back, uh, peak San Francisco, them, and I think Seahawks. That's probably the what was the level in terms of in comparison to Seahawks Niners? How was that game on Sunday? Yeah, I mean, it definitely has its own identity. Uh, you know, even for someone who doesn't know a ton about football, you know. I mean, they just know that Steelers-Bengals game is going to be physical and rough, and um, usually that's the man that comes out on top. So I think uh, I think it definitely has its own identity. You know, it's got its own stigma, and, and you know, it, it really is. Every time you step in that stadium with those jerseys on going against each other, man, you know you're going to get. You, this, this, this is your breakout season, obviously, last year, backing up Jesse James. Of course, you had that huge game week three against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, I'm I'm speaking with Vance McDonald. He's the tight end for the Pittsburgh Steelers, who suddenly have turned their season collectively around. What's it like for you personally to finally be getting the looks, be a focal point of of an offense? 
Yeah, man, it, it's it really is. I, I've I've really tried to uh, just embrace, you know, the role um, over the years that I've had. You know, this is my sixth year, and obviously, you know, the targets weren't there early on in my career, and you know, battling through injuries. And this year, obviously, it's it's we've gotten off to a little hotter start, and so, man, it really is. It's it's a ton of fun, and it's one of those things where, um, you know, in, in order to be the best teammate you can be, you really do. You got to be you got to be able to be malleable and, and kind of, you know, adjusting to, uh, to different roles and to different calls, what you need to do in the game. And, you know, we might even go to a game thinking like, Hey, we're really going to run the ball a lot. So, you know, you got high profile guys, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, but this week, you know, we really just got to dominate up front the line of scrimmage. And it's just one of those things that if you don't embrace it, man, it can really add, you know, a lot of stress on, uh, on your plate that you really don't need. So it really is, it's, it's, just one of those things, man. It's it's just a lot of fun to play ball right now, especially you know in a city that's just so so great and uh, you know just known for winning championships. And uh, man, I'm just happy to be a part of it, dude. You know, there's there there was so there's been so much talk about Le'Veon, and some of it's quieted because one, you're winning, and two, James Conner's been playing pretty well. But eventually, he's going to show up. What's the discussion like in the locker room about Le'Veon now? It's crazy. Like you would think that there would be a really like a lot of chatter, and um, there really isn't. And you know, I don't, I'm not telling a lie or a fib or anything like that. It's just it is. It's just one of those things that you know it is what it is. It's you know it's a business. We know that. And um, you know, I guess I can only speak for me personally. Uh, you know, I, I don't hold anything against the guy. I, I would welcome him back. You know tomorrow if we had you know scheduled practice and stuff and meetings at the facility and i'd ask him how his time was off but you know it is one of those things that whenever he does decide to come back you know we expect him to play and contribute and be the great player that we've all seen um and you know that really is that's just that's the expectation but as far as holding grudges and um and really kind of like what you asked like about the locker room it's kind of almost lighthearted, and i know that there will be some frustrations and such you know, that are brought forward, and we'll deal with them whenever they happen. But it really is. It's very lighthearted around the locker room. Like, there's been a couple of, like, you know, like, very, like, lighthearted jabs, you know, just about him maybe showing up and then, you know, not showing up. So, it's, and we try to keep it fun. And it, it's, it really is. It's like about everything. If you, if you allow the problems to build up and become something bigger than what they are, um, and obviously this is, you know, starting the season with Le'Veon Bell and not having Le'Veon Bell, I mean, it's, it's it's very significant, but at the same time, it's like you said, you have guys that show up and, and fit in roles like James Conner, who are doing absolutely great things. I don't think anybody. So, I don't think anybody's going to emulate James Conner's haircut, though. That's that's the big yeah. thing, right? You don't you don't run, so you don't bold. run that risk. It's so bold, and it's so bold that he and he does a great job pulling it off. And it's it's one of those things that <laughs> among the locker room, the first day. You know, the guy just got ran into the ground about it. I mean, he, you know, being year two and doing something that bold and, you know, I guess not exactly having the track record to back it up in the NFL, you know, he stepped up to the plate and he, I don't think he knocked out of the park. So I, I congratulate him. Um, I'm not sure how many people are aware about your hometown. You're from Winnie, Texas, right? That's way, way East Texas, isn't it? Winnie, Texas. Yep. Just like, uh, just like Winnie the Pooh. Um, the same. Oh, do you guys have? Do you guys have a stoplight? We had three. We have three. We pride ourselves in those three. Um, 
but it is, uh, yeah, I mean, like, you can hold your breath and drive through the town one into another for sure. Is it, did you guys used to drag Maine in high school? When you were at East Central High School, were you guys, was that the big thing? You get in your car, you drag Maine, you know? You... We, we, uh, we would just pick a rice field, and uh, we would drive on the levees out in the rice fields and park. We, we were smarter about our gas usage and diesel usage, so we would just drive in the middle of nowhere, man. That's, that was the game we played. Uh, what kind of pickup did you have in high school? Because you don't have a car. You get a pickup, right? Or, or I so- had, yeah, I had a, a Ford F-150, blue yep. Ford F-150. Uh, Boone's Farm wine, or, or were you going malt liquor in high school? <laughs> I was drinking water and Gatorade, man. I was preparing. Well, you were, you were a big triple jumper, weren't you? I was a triple jumper, and... Um, yeah, man, the track season always came around, and yeah, those, those are good times. Yeah, I, triple jumping is one of the weirdest extra, weird, weirdest looking exercises there is, right? Like, you cover a ton of ground, but the whole way in which, w- w- like, who was the first guy to establish, like, this is how we're going to triple jump? So it's actually funny you brought that up. I can remember distinctly in, high, in junior high, um, you know, the first year you're running track, whatever, and we're over there on the high school field, and everyone's already embarrassed because there's high school kids, like, walking around and stuff. And, uh, you know, you're in your weird, oddly-shaped, you know, bodies at 13, 12, 13. And uh, Coach said, you know, hey, everyone's going to step up in this line, and everyone's going to try to do this. And he demonstrated the triple jump. And you either were going to be a triple jumper or weren't based on that one test. And, yeah, needless to say, a lot of people – just couldn't really get that form down because it's super awkward. I agree. Yeah. Um, why is it Rice more like Stanford or Duke or Vandy? Like, I've been to Rice. It's an unbelievable school. Uh, just uh, Vance McDonald joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. He played at Rice that when you were there, you guys had that rare kind of surge. A couple of coaches kind of got it going. Uh, but why why isn't Rice, outside of college baseball, better in sports with the huge endowment, and, you know, why, why isn't it the Stanford of Texas athletically? Yeah. Um, man, I don't know. That's a great question. You know, uh, number one, I, I think it's a large part, and you really just don't hear a lot about Rice. You know, that, of course, that's kind of just comes full circle and with, without the lack of success, you know, uh, consistently. But I even find myself now, you know, asking people, or, you know, responding to people asking me where I played college, and I said, oh, Rice University. And the moments that I don't back that up with, oh, it's in downtown Houston, they usually say, well, where is that at? And so, you know, that has something to do with it. I think um, I think just the the low student population has a lot to do with it. I think we had 4,500 undergrads whenever we were there. I think it's the second smallest Division One school in the United States, actually behind Tulsa for football. I think I think um, Wake I think Wake might be smaller. By the way, if somebody says where where is it at, you know they didn't go to Rice, right? Because they ended a sentence in preposition. Exactly. You're like, yeah, they, they, you're, oh, not, you're, sure. not, you're not you're not you're not Rice material. Like like it's it's funny. Like Ryan Fitzpatrick, he went to Harvard. People are like, oh well, he went to Harvard. Like, well, Rice is kind of the Harvard of Texas, and yet, you know, I wouldn't introduce you. Well, he went to Rice. Oh well, he must be a genius. He must be brilliant. No one makes that. A lot of people don't make that that assertion. Mm-hmm. No, I completely agree, and it's a testament just on my experience that people ask me where I play, like I said, and they just, again, they just have no idea where Rice is. Vontez Perfect, go. Man, he's an unbelievable player, and um, really is, man. He, he is, he's got his, his little niche defined, and um, which, there are which, not a lot which, of guys which, like him. Which is what? 
Which is what? Oh, geez. He is, he takes gamesmanship and pushes the boundaries of it. Uh, and again, that's just like things that you almost dare officials to call in the legality of the game. But at the same time, it really is, it's a part of the game that is, you either have it or you don't. I mean, you think of any other sports, you think of basketball, you think of being down in the paint, you think of being big bodied and using your body and just like, you know, not necessarily talking down and throwing insults, but, you know, using, using gamesmanship in, in your, in your words, um, man, being consistently physical is one of the things in football, again, that just would wear a guy down and you, you really like on, on the other side of it, the receiving end of it, you're like, man, really, are you really going to do this right now? Like we are 50 yards away from this play, but it's, it's a testament to who he is. It's a testament to how hard he is. He's a smart player. Um, not necessarily in his decision-making a lot of times, but in his football awareness. Um, you know, it, it, a lot of that, too, comes down to the fact that we play him twice a year, and, you know, he's up there in experience and in veteran years. And so, um, but really, man, he's all around. He's just a great player and super physical, like I said. And that, the way the game is, is headed, you know, it's it's one of those things that, that isn't highlighted enough anymore, and it doesn't it doesn't allow it to be just because of the, how the safety and issues that it brings. But yeah, second year in, uh, no, I have a lot of respect for the guy. Vance, listen, uh, you're earning respect, rightfully so, around the National Football League. Congrats on the hot start you've earned this week off. But then you got two divisional uh, rivals upcoming with the Browns and the Ravens. We appreciate you joining us, and uh, you're gonna go stop in Winnie, Texas. You go, you go, you're gonna pop back home and. Sit, sit in a rice field and drink some Boone's Farm? <laughs> Man, uh, that cold front just swept through Pennsylvania. And I, uh, being up here for a year, my <laughs> wife and I are really loving fall and winter. Yes. And we have a little trip planned to uh, a place just here close to the house. We're going to have the in-laws come in and watch the kids, and we're going to take a little getaway. Nice, nice. You go, go, uh, guys can go leaf watching. I, I'm not sure leaf watching is actually going to take place. Anyway, you've earned it. <laughs> You've earned it, plus your wife's earned, I'm sure, a full night's sleep uh, uh, with the kids at home while you're at work. Thanks so much for joining us, man. Hey, thanks, Doug. All right, that's Vance McDonald joining us from the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's He's been he's been having a tremendous season. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus this is malcolm gladwell from revisionist history eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.